Boom. Tag team back again. Yeah. Episode, episode 12. 12. I didn't know it was 12 until we did the first three intros. <laughs> so I'm happy that you reminded me that we're on episode 12 already. I well, had such a fun time at episode 11. I thought we would I just know. continue it again. But, you know, just so people don't forget where we are. I'm Drew. I'm Dustin. This is a yeah. part of podcast. Coming we appreciate you for listening. And I know some of you were actually pretty upset that we skipped a whole freaking week. Uh, Actually, two weeks. But we were busy. We had stuff to do. We had content to get. And we were supposed to have a special guest on today. But that special guest... Um, Part of the delay. Bringing us back just a little bit. Yeah, he had a conflicted schedule. So uh, we're just going to have to carry these things by ourselves. Our uh, foreign correspondent, Trisha Takanoa. No, it's... it's, uh, Family guy joke. Don't don't get mad at me for that. Or Clucky. I'm not really sure how to say his last name. Okay. C-L-U-K-E-Y, I think. Um, anyways, yeah, he couldn't make it in, which is upsetting, but he will be on. He's assured us. Um, I think uh, because he will be at the bachelor party in a couple of... In, next week. Yeah. Which is the bachelor party. Jesus that is Christ. right. Um, he'll be there, so we'll have plenty of things to talk about. So not only will he talk about his trip to Scotland, Ireland, and England, Yeah. but also his trip to Asheville, North Carolina. Ooh-wee. Oh, man. Are you pumped? Dude, it's going to be so much fun. I'm driving. Are you kidding me? Are you going to be able to wake up at like 3.30 to be here by 4 in the morning? No. What? Yeah, that's when we're leaving. Well, when did this become the plan? Like always. We got to get there by 3. It's a 10-hour trip. What do you mean we got to get there by 3? What is this? That's when the bookend is. Oh, good Lord. Oh, man, he's out. You see what happens when you leave things to plan for <laughs> Dustin? I had nothing to do with that My part. That God. was all Jared. <laughs> Wait, since we are making a multi-state trip, we couldn't somehow negotiate a later check-in time at this fucking Airbnb? I don't think so. I don't think that's how it works, bud. Oh, yeah. I forget people in the military don't negotiate. Oh. Because they don't negotiate with terrorists. You get it. Boom. (laughs) What are you drinking? See, I just got a little bit of a... Uh, Unnameable vodka over here mixed with some uh, ginger limeade, you know? Which is... Some days when you're bored, you raid the fridge. Well, the, you know, my dad did this one thing that he's a kettle one, or what he used kettle one for this recipe. And he would go buy like the guava mango blah blah juice, whatever it was. And he just, for parties, he just pours that in a big old fucking jug with a bottle of vodka in there, like two of those and a bottle of vodka. Yeah. And you got your punch. Absolutely. It's the easiest thing in the world. You to say do. that like you never went to high school. Out in Plant City, like I didn't go to high school in Plant City. I didn't. I went to Hain City. Even though, even here in Orlando, they did that. Yeah, see, my high school had those parties. I just wasn't invited. So you uh, could hear all the fun they were having down the street. You know, can you in post just put the crowd going? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that in post. The sad kid argument or the sad kid uh, thing. Can you also stop your phone from freaking out over there? What's going on, dude? It's uh, I got a very specific vibration tone that you can set. It's actually a breakdown. Yeah, the dogs were going crazy when that happened. Were they? (laughs) Yeah, you can't hear in the mics though, so. Anyway, like, what the fuck is he talking God about? Um, what else you got over there? You got a big the other old, thing I want to talk about. You got a you got a jug, and it ain't for music. Let's see if I can see if I can get one of these. No. Oh, we got a little got something. One. You got, got a little one in something there. in there. <laughs> nah, that is a growler, a foxtail coffee, right there, man. That is their of, cold brew coffee of the largest Delicious. size. This is a full gallon. Yeah, that thing you could use as a weapon. Oh man, I could. 
I could caffeinate a preschool with that thing. I was going to say, this this, this is going to be really good or it's going to run out of steam before it comes out. And what do you say? <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> but it's not hard to caffeinate a preschool. <laughs> you see what I mean? There's literally like 10 kids in a preschool. Dude, no, I could give all the kids probably two ounces of that to a 30-child class and go rob a bank with them. <laughs> like, they would do whatever I told them. All you got to do is just release them inside the bank and say, go have fun and then watch exactly. them go Exactly, and then I just, just walk in just with casually. my hands over my face and just walk straight into the vault because they're too busy. <laughs> I'm watching this happen. It's great. It's great. Oh, but, man. No, just shout out Foxtail Coffee. It's over there in the Hourglass District. That's the one I love to go to. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. They always have a select flavor and just their classic flavor of the cold brew. And now, with this entire gallon gallon crowler, they give me 25% off the next crowler when I go there. They That's, are not a sponsor, but they should be. They should be. I mean, we it's open. Yeah. Um, we are open to the sponsorships, people. <laughs> Let them know. If you, if anybody knows anybody affiliated with Foxtail Coffee, send them our way. Yeah. We'll drink free coffee from them and then talk about them for at least five minutes on every podcast. Boom. <laughs> what do you got over there, big guy? I am drinking. So I have a shout out, actually, because one of, my, one of our newest listeners and uh, one of the regulars at World of Beer gave me the Topical Goliath. King Sue Double IPA. I am a huge fan of hazy IPAs. Uh, okay. I think we're on our second run of trying to actually make a proper one. Yeah. Um, and this beer is incredible. Now, I must admit that even though I wrote his name down, because he is a regular and I normally see him all the time. Um, yeah. And so I wouldn't forget I wrote his name down and then I washed that name. But I have a very... Did you write it on your hand? No, I wrote it on a piece of paper and then I washed my jeans. Um, but uh, I, even though I forgot his name, that. I still have a way to honor the fact that his son actually is a musician. Oh. And he is a singer-songwriter. His name's Wyatt Alexander. You can find him on uh, Spotify and iTunes. That's W-Y-A-T-T and then A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R. Wyatt Alexander, pretty good musician. And uh, even though I couldn't remember his dad's name, I'm going to shout out his son because uh, he told me about his son. I started listening to a little bit of his music, and it's not bad at all. What kind of music is it? It's like uh, indie, folky stuff. It's not bad. And then he has a, a feature on another song, which is pretty cool, too. Cool. So uh, copyright prevents us from playing that music. But uh, Interesting. I don't think like it. Us. I, don't think, I don't think he would be opposed either. We'll see what we could do. But hey, we're also not offering it up for him to get some free royalties off of it. I this. mean, I did get a free beer out of it. <laughs> so he can have one song. Yeah, if we he, can play $6 worth of his song. If they li- the, On iTunes, that's four songs. <laughs> <laughs> or back in the day it was, at least. I own um, the rights to this. Tell you what, if he gets back to us, we'll play a song on, the, on, one, on a future podcast. Yeah. Free of charge, because his dad provided us with an incredible beer. Yeah, let's try that. You want to give it a sip? Yeah. Go for it. It's, you can't see through it. It's pretty thick. Which brings me to a quick conversation that we had um, before the podcast, and it was like kind of like a Passover conversation. But I'm actually kind of serious about it. Uh, before I start into it, what do you think? I think it's good. I think it might be better, a little bit colder. 7.8%, I think, or 7.6%. Um, I like it right at room temperature for this one. You do. Yes, I do. Does that bother you? It does because you cradle your beers between your legs until they get to that temperature, and that's what bothers me. We, to be honest, but between these sides, it doesn't take long. Oh. Once again, that is like the, that, uh, the King Sioux really Double yeah. IPA from Topical Goliath Brewing. Solid beer. Uh, huge fan. Um, what do you got going on over there, uh, Tyler? 
I'll, I'll let Drew tell it. Because <laughs> I just said, bartender, make me a drink. So oh, Normally nah. it's a, hey, which it's, one of you bitches is making me a yeah, drink? Exactly. <laughs> while he's setting up everything. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> this That's is mandatory get, payment drink for the episode. pure alcohol. Yeah. Um, so this is, I know it's unnamed vodka. Yeah, nice little and, star blue. It's star I have blue. I no idea what else is in it. Yeah. It's not the worst vodka I've ever had. It's definitely not the worst. It's not the worst. I used to drink Skull. I was going to say. That's the worst. Or Skull and I will say for our listeners to make their own distinction out there, it does come in a plastic bottle. So does Smirnoff. Not normally. You can buy it in a plastic if you, bottle. If you get the one and a half liter bottle. What's in the fucking drink? <laughs> <laughs> Vodka, tonic, and a little bit of fresh lime juice. Boom! That's it. You can never go wrong. Classic. Just go to a plastic. Easiest... Easiest drink to make in the world. Yeah. Um, so we talked last last time with um, Scott Dunbar about White Claw and how you know the world's running out of it. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Um, yeah. But I think it's nuts because like we were picking up ingredients for Brew Day, which was on Sunday, which was yeah. which was a success so far. Um, how much longer has it got? Well, Sunday I think we'll uh, Chicken Parm will pull it out and give it a week. Yeah, he's got a dry hop today, actually. i got to text him about that after this. He's got to dump the rest of the hops in there. And then... Um, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And we did things... We, we went all grain for the first time. It was a great... Um, it was a great experience. But while we were buying the products from the incredible Rock Pit Brewing... Shout out to Rock Pit Brewing. Um, they had a spiked and sparkling. That was fucking incredible. It was... A grapefruit hibiscus spiked seltzer. And I thought it tastes, it had way more flavor than any White Claw I've ever drank. And then I remember um, the uh, brewery we've talked about a few times on this podcast, uh, Dead Lizard Brewing. Yeah. They have their own as well. That yeah. tastes incredible. MIA has a cucumber melon that yeah. tastes, there's way more flavor in it speaking than the White of, Claw. Speaking of the flavors there. How would you describe hibiscus as a flavor? It's very typically when when I've had hibiscus in a beverage, it's typically in a pink beverage, which means that it's it's piggybacking on another flavor. Yeah, I think hibiscus. I've never worked with it, so I can't really tell you. Yeah. And I'm only going off of experience. I just know that my mind always goes to eucalyptus, and that's like the almost minty. Minty, but I see of- like I see like something in strawberry. Okay. Or in this case, grapefruit, but I think it evened out the citrusy hardness of the grapefruit. Okay. So I think it's mainly just, like I said, this is purely a uneducated, in the hibiscus world, hypotheses, if you will. A hibiscus hypotheses. I think it helps take the edge off of certain flavors. The tartness. Yeah, or the sweetness. Because it takes the sweetness off of, we had like a prickly pear hibiscus beer, Guns and Rosé. Well, formerly Guns N' Rose, they lost. It was um, Oscar Blues lost a lawsuit with oh. Guns N' Roses. Really? And they had to change the name to Rose for Days. Really? But um, yeah, it was like a prickly pear and hibiscus, and it kind of takes the edge off. Now, I'm not going to tell you my opinion on that beverage, <laughs> but um, 
the one I tasted, the spiked and sparkling, and the one I continued, like, I'll, I, I'm not a fan of them, but my fiance likes them. Yeah. So when we go out, I'll try a sip of it. Okay. And it was actually extremely enjoyable. And you enjoy them, yeah. So I'm like, you know, if we're running out of fucking White Claw, just grab a growler, 64-ounce growler, and it's cheaper to get 64 ounces of your local spiked and sparkling from any brewery, which there's a thousand of them. There's thousands of them. Yeah. Um, and get 64 ounces of that, and you're, su- you're supporting local business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all about supporting the local businesses over I was here, say, you know? We are huge proponents of that What do you here. think caused that whole phenomenon, the alcoholic seltzer? Was it the viral videos or... I think it was, I think it was partly because it's 5%. Uh, there's like zero calories and zero sugar. So it's like a healthy beverage that will get you as drunk or drunker than a Bud Light will, essentially. Yeah. I, I will disagree with you there. Talk to me. I do not feel that it will get you more drunk than a Bud Light. Well, Bud Light has 4.2% and White Claw is 5. It, you and I both know from brewing and distilling that different, different types of alcohol, when we say the ethanol mm. alcohol mixture in drinks, different alcohols are metabolized differently. You're right. And Bud Light... I feel like hop beer is always going to get you more drunk than any one of these spiked seltzers or hard seltzers or white claws or anything like that. Because I, I, I can personally tell you, I could drink 14 of those things and just really have to piss. I think and I'm, um, I'm going to get like the slightest buzz. I can agree with you on a point where it metabolizes slow or faster than a beer would because you have yeast and gluten and all those other things that your body has to break down. But I feel like once the alcohol breaks down in your system, it still break, the alcohol part still breaks down the same way. But I'd be willing to say that all alcohol is not created equal. So just the fact that it has 5% alcohol by volume versus 4.2 alcohol by volume does not mean that you're going to get more intoxicated off of it. I think we need to run a test. I think we can. Let's do it. We're going to get a sixer of fucking White Claw that I'm not drinking and a six-pack of Bud Light that I will force myself to drink. I'm all about it. You want to do the White Claw? That, well, I'll... Whatever. Oh, man. Any sort of drinking challenge. Either I'm or. In. Yeah. <laughs> we'll drink six of them each and see how we feel afterwards. Yeah. Although six Bud Lights will really not do that And we really can set up a series of, of intoxication dance. challenges. Like a breathalyzer? Something more scientific, think, like yeah. trying to throw a ball. I would say a breathalyzer is what put you, what would put you in jail. I feel like that's a good that's a good point. But see, but that's that's the exact that's exactly what I'm trying to say is that regardless of blood alcohol content, I feel like well also because I think it would prove my argument that I think white claws would raise your blood alcohol content slower than Bud Light, Miller Light, beers of that nature. One, because you're rehydrating as you drink them. So I think that that 0.08% or the 0.8% higher in alcohol, don't look down at the beer in your hand as if there's a lot of water in that thing. There is. That's like you being over here trying to be like, oh, humans are 70% water. We're not controlled by the moon. Do those measure your (laughs) blood alcohol level? They're supposed to measure your blood alcohol content. Or I've always heard that they go by BAC. Hmm. Look that up. Yeah, it's a little. It would be interesting because I kind of see what you're saying (laughs) as we say it that BAC is blood alcohol content and it measures that 
through your I think um, breath. First of all, this is just a giant tea bag full of hops, barley, wheat, and malt. But I'd be willing to bet that once you do that much stuff to the water that's in a lot of hop at beers, what point does it and stop being beers, water? No, and not not at what point does it stop being water? I'm not trying to play that semantic game, but I'm saying that at what point does your body not get significant rehydration from drinking it? And I feel like the white claws and everything that's in those does not change the I don't want to say chemical structure of the water, but the composition of the water to where it's still hydrating to you. And that's why I think to, to what Tyler was saying over here, half the argument for White Claws is I can go out for a night of drinking for six hours and always have a White Claw in my hand, not controlling how fast or how slow I drink it. But if I do the same thing with a Jameson and water, I won't make it home that night. I feel like we need to definitely figure this out. Because that is like Sounds right like now. I'm, for the batch. I think it's definite. Nobody on the batch will drink white claw. We're going to Asheville, I, North I, Carolina. I will settle for being the guy that for one 24 hour period, I'll go for any of the spiked and seltzer or the things as close to that nature as I can. And because you already know I'm more of a liquor guy, so I'll be okay staying away from the beer at these breweries. And you will just go ahead and have let's let's put a limit on it for for every. I gotta match you for alcohol by volume. Deal. So if so that's if gonna I be have... on whiskey day, by the way. Hmm? We're doing we that on the day we go to a couple of distilleries. You gotta okay. drink nothing but white claw while the rest of us drink whiskey. Well, that is not <laughs> happening. That is not happening. Honestly, it should be a podcast. It should be. Uh, Why are you coming to the batch? Don't... Well, no, not. I was saying. You guys hear that? You could. Yeah. Well, I yeah I can't. Can't get the days off. No, you can't. When is it? It's uh, Thursday to Sunday. Oh, like next Thursday to Sunday? Yeah. Speaking of, I got to try, that kind of I gotta try and request those days off. You, what? I thought you did already. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that to me. I had one person fake like you No, what I was going to say is go drink for drink on a podcast. Speaking and of, then we have some sort of test at the end of the podcast. To see. To see if. Um, oh, that's a genius idea. To, that's exactly what I was like saying. Like you got to read a poem. <laughs> Or something at the I end like of the it. podcast. I like it. <laughs> that's what I'm we'll saying. I want something that tests drunker. our coordination. Not our the next cognition. podcast. Not the next podcast. Not, maybe not the, podcast the next after. one. Yeah, but maybe a future. Um, so speaking of drinking, somebody that I'd love to have a beer with, uh, and I'm sure you would too. The new um, heartthrob in the NFL. Are you familiar with who I'm talking about? You catch him when I'm pinching? Yeah, Gardner Minshew. Minshew or Minshaw. Well, see, I see an E. There is an E there. I've heard I've heard it been pronounced like, well, now yeah. two different ways. I'm just wondering, was that any of the quarterbacks that have suffered multiple concussions on TV talking about him, calling him Minshaw? Or? No, but okay. I just have a few facts that I, I am very impressed about when it comes to Gardner. Lay him on me. Because one thing all, I will say is he did get off that plane with as much swagger as uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick when 100%. he was the number one quarterback for the first four weeks last year. But he's been getting off of planes like that for forever. Huh. He's played for like eight different colleges. Really? He was about to go be the third string quarterback at Alabama behind Jalen Hurts and Tua. Okay. And then the Washington head coach said you could be the backup at Alabama or you could, you could lead the nation in passing for Washington. <laughs> and that's what he did. And really? if you don't know anything about Mike Leach, he is arguably one of the funniest 
human beings on the planet. He's their head coach, and uh, he's great. Um, so first of all, Gardner Minshaw or Minshew the second, his grandfather and his father are not named Gardner. Okay. So nobody knows why that happened. Okay. Uh, he works out every before every game. He'll stretch and work out in the locker room in nothing but a jock strap that was outdated like thirty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh he, yeah. He does that before every. That game. probably belonged to the last gardener. Um, he does naked cannonballs during uh, like when he would do camps at w- Washington State. Yeah. He would uh, do naked cannonballs all the time. Um, he bought a bed for f- what was it? Uh, $10 on Facebook Marketplace, and that's yeah. what he sleeps on. I've made some questionable purchases on Craigslist. He would carry around a full-size bottle of Crown Royal, but inside the waistband of his pants. Sounds like he's from here. Yeah. Well, they call him the ultimate Florida man. Yeah. And his grandfather wanted to name him Beowulf. I support it. And now people are talking about his mustache, and he said, um, it just took over. I'm just along for the ride. It's calling the shots now. His mustache? Yeah. <coughs> Which is, I like it. Yeah. Now, this guy had an 88% completion percentage his first game going in for the uh, quote-unquote savior of Jacksonville, Nick Foles. Yeah. Uh, Poor Nick Foles, man. I, I think at this point teams are going to stop wanting him. I hope so because, you know, he's only good in – I feel like – there's such a thing as a system quarterback. You know, he is available in our league. Just want to throw it out there. In our draft? Just put in it our out fantasy there. league? Yeah. Oh, well, tempting, but I think I'm okay. You sure? Speaking of our league, uh, fun fact about, you know, we had Matt on talking about how his brother kind of stole Calvin Ridley from him. Yeah. Funny thing about Travis, who's a great friend. Yeah. Um, he would play football. He played football with us twice growing up. The first time, he broke one side of his clavicle, and the second time, he broke the other side. Oh. Yeah. So when's he going to stop playing? Oh, he did. And then he went to art school. Genius. Well, that's an interesting path to take. I guess. Anyways, Gardner Minshew. Or Minshew. Is that all you had to say about Travis? Shout out to Travis. He did trade me his position in the draft, so I appreciate him for that. <laughs> Which he might regret. I'm starting to not regret the decision to trade, so we're good. He picked James Conner. He did. That's a horrible idea. At fifth overall. Oof. Well, he's he's healthy now. He's playing. Oh, yeah. You know? Hashtag sleeper. That quarterback's going to be great. Yeah. Well, they're going to rely on the running game a lot, I would imagine. Oh, my God. It's the David Johnson argument. No, they're not. Uh, if, the, if your biggest threat on your team is running the damn football, how hard do you think it's going to be to run the football? The biggest threat on any team is running the football, though. No. Are you kidding me? Do you think any team that plays Kansas City is like, oh, no, they better not run the football? No, they're afraid of Patrick Mahomes tossing for six touchdowns. Are you fucking kidding me? Whilst running the football. <laughs> no. From side to side. <laughs> no, because, dude, they literally, Pat Mahomes puts up four times as many uh, so you're talking yards. about an isolated incident of Patrick Mahomes? No, because I'm also talking about Dak Prescott over here. Because I'm also talking about Dak Prescott. Okay, do you know who? Do you know who oh, is man. sits behind Let's... Dak Prescott? Who? The current rushing leader for the last two, maybe three years. I can't remember how many. Oh, so it's Tyler. So, look so, that up. 
So you're talking about the the Dak Prescott who's just now coming into his own as an NFL quarterback. Uh, just now coming into his own? Well, I mean, he's been relying. Are, are you saying I just say now is in the, his, the first two games of this season? I say coming into his own because this is the first year he has started with a truly prolific performance. Two games is prolific? Uh, the fact that he is tied for most touchdowns thrown in the NFL is prolific. So this time last year, were you saying that about uh, your boy Ryan Fitzpatrick? Your lookalike? I, I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> it's true because he was a uh, he was the reason why the Bucks had uh, one of the one of the biggest offenses last year. We still only won five games. I feel like you can't. No, no. So talk to me in week ten about how good Dak Prescott is versus his running game. You're you're already turning this argument into Dak Prescott when we started this talking about people being afraid of running the football versus throwing it. You start your offense by running the football, though. Dude, nobody is afraid of the run game taking over the if rest you of the can't football game. Establish the run game. If you can break down, are you a really going to try and chicken could, or the egg me right now? No. If you could, it's just how every. No, you're really starts. sitting here trying to chicken or the egg me right if now. You could stop the running game and force a team to pass. You play. You're technically speaking, every defensive coordinator is licking their chops at that point. Oh, so you mean just like in the incident where if you can stop the run game versus whoever the fuck we were just talking about, James Conner then all the defensive coordinators are just going to be licking their chops because they have no passing game. So their entire focus is going to be from shutting down James Conner. We don't really know if they don't have a passing offense, by the way. Holy fuck. What is it, Mason Rudolph? Yeah. My God. And Dustin, just to clarify this, let's look at these yards for... In the first the, two games of the season. Yes. I just want to clarify. Yes. First two games of the season, they were talking about the Bucks making the playoffs. Who is even Last talking year. about the Bucks making the playoffs? I'm just saying you're you're using what Dak Prescott, dude. Let's let's just compare Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, okay. right fucking now. One of them went through the entire camp, by the way. Uh, so let's see, Ezekiel Elliott rushing yards, 164 through two games, which isn't terrible. Now let's go ahead and look up Dak Prescott. Okay, Dak Prescott yards through. Two games. Oh, wow. What is that? 674. Yeah. The NFL is really worried about teams rushing the football on you. They are. <laughs> they force quarterbacks to throw the ball. Dude, literally, quarterbacks put up four times the amount of yards that their team puts up in rushing yards. Now, quarterbacks don't necessarily do that. It's quarterbacks to receivers and receivers the do the rest of the work. Oh, my God. So now, why don't you look at, why don't you look at uh, what's his name's catching yards? Considering Ezekiel Elliott's passing yards. Uh, you don't want to do this. I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm you, just throwing a, a, a dart I was just in the throwing dark. it out there that you don't want to do this it, because they're literally the dark on this one. 10 yards in game one and nine yards in game two. 19 yards? Yeah, 19 yards. For That's a, nothing compared to 674 yards put up by Dak Prescott when he's throwing the damn ball. But I'm just saying, you can make that point how Dak Prescott might not be the good example. Let's look at one of your favorite players of all time, somebody that Jared just picked up on his fantasy football team. The Red Rifle. Yeah, considering that you're playing against him this week. So let's see, Andy <laughs> Dalton through two games, passing yards. Even the fucking Red Rocket 
Week one, 418. Week two, 311. Can we talk about so, how you're throwing that back on me when you are genuinely the red rifle dude for like the first three I years love how in the league? In this discussion of <laughs> rushing versus passing, you're taking every scapegoat you can. There to be is like, no scapegoat. This about the red rocket. You this about the Bucks when from last year. The, when we're this gonna, about Ryan Fitzpatrick. We're going to have to put a pin Shove in it this. up your ass. <laughs> we're going to no. have to put a pin in this because no. week 10, nope. it's going to be a different Not conversation. Not happening. So then let's look at Joe Mixon. How many rushing yards does he have so far? You're looking at a team that's projected 10 to rushing yards, fourth overall 17 in rushing the draft. yards. So I just want to make the point that even one of the worst teams in NFL has over four times as many yards thrown as they do rushed. Just because they also don't have an offensive line. What would you, what team would you like to use as an example that you feel would fit your argument perfectly? San Diego. Verse? San Diego. Boom. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming up with Give one. Give me San Let's Diego. See. And also, you should look up the stats between passing Here. stats in the beginning oh. of the season versus towards the end when it comes to rushing. Let's see. That has to be a factor. Let's see. Phillip Rivers, 333 passing yards week one, 293 passing yards week two. Just add that up. Let's see. 626 passing yards for Phillip Rivers. So let's go ahead and look at Austin Eckler, the leading rusher in the NFL right now. How do you spell that? Eckler. There we go. There's, there's three E's. All right. So let's see. Rushing yards, 58. Reception yards, 96 week one. Rushing yards week two, 66 rushing yards, 67 receiving yards. Let's see. That's 113. Plus, yeah, so he's sitting about 250, which is, might I mind, might I remind you, a third of the rushing or a third of the receiving yards that Philip Rivers has put up. So I will say that even though the, the leading rusher in the NFL has through still, two games, through two games, has only put up a third of the yards that his quarterback has thrown for. So, what do you think you need to be more worried about in the NFL? So the you, quarterback play or rushing yards. I honestly feel like the, the NFL teams, no matter who's at quarterback, will go rushing. They, they they start their attack with rushing. So why did David Johnson not have a good year last year? Because I think we're starting to realize that David Johnson sucks. Oh my god, just because I whisper my point doesn't make it any stronger. It's true. No, it's not. He's since he's got his injury, he's not the same running back. No. Yes. Not true at all. He had a whole season to prove it. No, they rushed him up the fucking middle every single time they ran him. And he didn't do very good. <laughs> because even he, when David Johnson put a, up 1,700 yards or 1,400, however much it was, in his greatest season so far, he did not rush up the middle for all of those yards. If a running back is really that good, like Ezekiel Elliott, when he's not playing on the field, the team suffers. Dude, that's that's not true. That's hundred percent true. Because when David look Johnson at the was out there, percentage, and they had their quarterback in play, who we're talking about David Johnson, right? Yeah. So when I give you a, when Zeke didn't play two years ago, and Dak got his ass whooped with the Let's, best offensive line in the in the NFL, you're going to tell me that wasn't a factor? Nope. He didn't. You're it was not. So just get rid of running backs in the NFL. Then is that what you're saying? You, I, you just make the worst fucking jumps in arguments. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're saying that they don't. They're not a factor, or not as much of a factor as a quarterback when they're very much are. 
you have twisted this argument around so much. And I hope that our listeners out there feel my frustration <laughs> because this started by you saying you should be more afraid of the running game than you should be afraid of the passing game. It's true. Look at, look so at Saquon Barkley. So stop changing this into a Saquon different Barkley argument. Saquon is one of the top three running backs in the league, and he has a terrible team around him, and he was still able to do it. Let's, let's see. He was still what? able to become one of the best in the league. Currently, the best one of the best in the league, even though they have hardly an offensive line. So it didn't help that they had out. one of the best wide receivers on the team also spreading out coverage. But once he, a, I think he was injured last year, wasn't he? Who? Saquon? No, Odell Beckham Jr. No. He was out for a few games. Oh, wait, here no, and spreading there. out coverage by, they, they had wide receiver issues the entire year, so he was the only one that probably stayed on the field the most. So, oh, two guys on this guy and everybody else on Saquon. The rest of you nine just watched that running back in the back. And he was making ridiculous plays all yeah. year. No. I will look it up right now. By the way, did you see that quarterback from Mississippi State do like the helicopter in the air? Nah. Oh, man, you got to look at I think it was Mississippi State. It's some reddish brown colored team. God damn, who knew there were so many Saquons? <laughs> oh my god. By the way, okay. hashtag we we all three of us were marked safe from Takeshi 69's snitch and testimony. Just want to throw that out there. Thank God. Thank God. What do you got? That Man, no. What is it? His rushing yardage for 2018 per game was not that good. What was it? Let's see. Week one, 106. Week two, what about 28. Touchdowns? Week look two, at touchdown 82. productivity. You got to look at touchdown productivity. Because if he's scoring the only points in the game for that team, then that counts. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. That argument does not correlate. Just no. because he's, we don't, we can't tell game script from a box score, and you know that. Cor and that's the other thing I'm trying to get you to realize too. I'm trying to, I'm just going off of who put up how many yards to help their team. And my point is, or points when, is what look, really matters. This in the is end of the obviously day. proving my point when I went to look up Saquon Barkley because if Saquon Barkley only has five games where he put up over 100 yards in 2018 because of how shitty his quarterback is, the NFL's rushing leader struggled to put up yardage because of his leader, quarterback. He was a top three. Top I, three running back. Somebody somebody rewind the podcast for me and just recant that. Just call in. No, you Ezekiel know, there's this Elliott awesome was a feature. rushing leader. I said that earlier. Just so we know, there's this awesome feature on Anchor.com. You guys can leave us a voicemail message if you have any problem with Dustin's arguments, or you can please voice your frustrations of how hard you feel it is to argue with this asshole <laughs> because he keeps changing it over to. Oh, my changing oh, it over to. man, too. you should see him. He puts his hands on his hips like a pregnant woman. They my haven't God. touched my hips yet. Not yet. Ooh. I haven't gotten that set. I'm only a quarter of the way down with my beer goodness how many natter days did you have i shotgun two Oof. but yeah whisper that you can't you can't uh deny that points help a team win right no no you you go ahead and make your argument to that i'm gonna go to the kitchen and get another drink because it's gonna be the same as if i listen to listen to your argument oh i'm just saying uh saquon barkley i think led his team in rush if a running back or a player leads their team in rushing or i mean not rushing leads their team in touchdowns more than the quarterback, would you, Tyler, say that he may or may not be more valuable than maybe other players on the team? If a player does. 
I mean, it, it definitely depends on... You're not a football I'm, guy. I'm not, You're a, not football a football guy, guy, so I'm literally talking out of my ass right now. I'm but I say, like, <laughs> touchdowns... No, no, no. Fan, fantastic argument, Dustin, yeah. but you're wrong. You no. can run for a yard. I'm not wrong. For a touchdown, if that's the play to make. I'm going to base this off of playing Madden. <laughs> Do it. Because I have more experience with that than actual real football. <laughs> so if you run for a yard in Madden and get the touchdown, you get the touchdown. I could have passed it for straight 20-yard plays down the field all that way, got to one yard to go, and then ran it in because that's the smarter move. Sure. Um, but points... I guess that's all I have to say Points win games. Yeah, <laughs> before yeah, yeah. We, before, we go on to, before we go on to the next conversation, you're squeezing everything out of that last bit of Tito's that we... Nobody had. else is going drinking. Are you kidding me? What was it doing sitting on the counter? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nobody knew it was... You got a nose for alcohol. <laughs> you got a nose for a lot more than that. I know you do. Um, game script is something that we cannot really have this conversation oh, with. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Is this your lime juice? Yeah, that is my line. Hashtag Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, before this conversation gets too Hashtag out of hand, I want to... bring enough vodka. I want to... No. You didn't bring enough vodka at all. It, you know, it kind of burned my hands to pick up that plastic bottle, but you, I guess I'll go you, get it. You were fine with drinking it before? You got Montelebos. Yeah. Why don't you put a little of that in there? I, I guess I'm going full bartender on this. Let's do it. This could be Drew's drink of the week if you like it. Just, uh, and I'm talking a hint of Tito's vodka, a healthy pour of Mezcal, a little bit of triple sec, a couple of uh, dashes of the old lime juice, big oversized plastic straw, um, a little back and forth like that one scene in the Goonies movie from Cup it's to called Cup. called a roll. A roll. And then a little soda water in there. You're gonna, Or is that tonic water? Well, you didn't have any soda, so it's tonic. <laughs> there is, there's some soda laying around here somewhere. I just don't you know. know, at a certain point when I go investigating around your cabinets, I start to feel guilty. <laughs> what? Why would you? <laughs> you don't even knock on the door anymore. The look on your face is of concern right now. Call me crazy. This could be good. This could be delicious. <laughs> um, anyways, real, real quick while we're talking about things being shitty... Um, Colts and Dolphins fans demanding that uh, demanding a refund on their season tickets. There you go. Give give that a shot. Talk to me about this. To what? The Colts and Dolphins fans ah demanding refunds on their season tickets. Why? I mean, the Colts honestly, fans started doing it when Andrew Luck retired before the team even got a pass or a run. Arguably more important. Yeah. I, I think it was because, honestly, man, look at how many. Pretty good? Yes. A little cold yeah. brew coffee in there. Oh, that's for you. Oh, that's for Yeah, me. that's, that's for right. you. All right. What are you doing? It kind of, it almost, oddly enough, I think it's the smokiness. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of bacon. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of tastes like bacon. With okay. Dustin, I'm telling you, man, give that a try. Shout out Foxtail Coffee over here. Oh, I definitely, I don't not taste bacon. Right? That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, Anyways, Colts fans, I feel like, should not have been 
No, Colts fans shouldn't like, be as mad as Burning Andrew fans. Luck jerseys and it's grow the fuck up. See, I don't. Wouldn't you agree that the whole burning of the jersey thing came along in the LeBron era? No, when it was he, before that. But who was yeah, it? The, Michael Vick, I think, was the first time. But he had a, you had a legit reason to burn his yeah. jersey. Yeah. But um, no pit bulls were harmed in the making of this podcast. Never. Um, Dex is over here loving it. I don't feel. Like, um, that was completely necessary. And I think Kobe Bryant, too, had some burned jerseys. Yeah. Back when burning jerseys was for a legitimate reason. Oh, speaking of Kobe Bryant, what are you talking about? The 23 or the number 18? Which what was guy? number eight? Eight. The number eight Kobe Bryant when he was convicted <laughs> of sexual assault or what have you. Yeah. Um, that was understandable. But when a player leaves a team, you're going to burn his fucking jersey? No. Nah. Really? Especially after he's like... I get it. He was supposed to be the next savior for the yeah. Colts. And they got rid of Peyton Manning, who then won a Super Bowl the year after, or the I think it was like two years after. Well, that's the other thing. You can ask Jared about this. I'm just disappointed because I wanted to see Andrew Luck take the field again. Uh, you and Jared, I swear, uh, it's almost a slap fight to see who gets to draft him in the Fantasy Football League. And Damn at, right. And then actually closer, you know, when he's not doing very well, it's a slap fight to see who has to draft him. <laughs> Jared fell on that grenade this year. Yeah. Well, he almost did. I'm he sorry. almost did. He would have done it, too. Um, but I think it's just um, it's just a crying shame that a guy feels physically like he can't do it anymore. Yeah. And that has taken a toll on him. He's had, what, four major injuries. Mm-hmm. Four giant injuries. Yeah. That most players don't come back of each, and he's come back from all four. Exactly. And he's like, I, I don't have it in me in, anymore. This is not good. So I have to leave in some capacity. And he's going to go take a vacation with his wife. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. I mean, any player. Our, if Tom Brady says he's got two more years in him and the Patriots are like, nope, fuck you, you're done. And he goes and plays for any other team in the NFL. Are you going to see fucking Patriots fans? A la Brett Favre. Exactly. Brett Favre had his jerseys burned. Yeah. It's understandable slightly. And he put up a mediocre performance. Because he went to a division rival. Mm -hmm. But what do you do when you got a young Aaron Rodgers in the wings waiting to start Speaking of division rivals... Should we touch on the fact of Antonio Brown bouncing from the Steelers to the Patriots? I think they're not. They're not. Yeah, I mean, and, and I, I wouldn't say think, I wouldn't think it's as big as maybe like if he would have gone to the Ravens, it would have yeah, been a bigger slap in the face. Absolutely. Or the Browns or oh, my God, if he went to the Browns, Antonio Brown's Browns. Yeah. Man. Well, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry and half of a tight end and David Njoku. Yeah. It's not a bad. It's not a bad mix. But Ooh, I'm gonna have to. This is a real cocktail. All right. I know I said it earlier, but I think you're gonna have to give us a revised version yeah. real quick before we continue on in this conversation. Yeah. No, because I just had to make another one for myself after I made one for Tyler over here. My goodness. What do we got? It's just. Uh, it's just a little bit of a some delicious cold brew coffee as the base. No. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I can't even start there. Now it's some nice fresh lime juice. A little bit of triple sec. Some nice smoky Montalobos mezcal, a little bit of delicious cold brew coffee from Foxtail, and top it up with tonic water. Ooh. Honestly, mm. it looks like an Arnold Palmer, but it tastes like bacon. Well, who would think it to does. mix uh, Why? delicious? Why do you think it tastes like bacon? It's the, it's the meatiness of the coffee Honestly, mixed see, with uh, the lime and the... 
And that, um, that comment about my face earlier, that's where Dustin was looking at me and I tried it before I put in the coffee and I was like, this, this needs those earthy kind of roasted notes of the coffee to go with the smokiness of the mezcal. And now you've yeah. got so much salt and savoriness in there. Like you were just saying, Dustin, mixed with the citrus. Tastes like cooking bacon on a grill. Mm. Like on an open face grill. Yeah. That's the Strange. It, I like it. It looks like an Arnold Palmer. It does. But it tastes like a piece of bacon. I love it. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be something for work. Speaking of, speaking of uh, Antonio Brown, he's not. Even though he's not been convicted of anything, he is no longer a Nike athlete. That is honestly, I'm happy that you brought that up because that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up. Just to touch on the fact of this is where stuff starts to snowball mm-hmm. because all of a sudden, one of the largest, I think we could agree that Nike is largest sponsors in sports. It is the it is the largest one of if I'd yeah. say a hundred percent the largest because I mean what well Reebok I how, think and then Adidas I was gonna say how big is Adidas New Balance with is soccer huge and New Balance because they have the shoe deals with the f- basketball players like yep. Steph Curry or not New Balance Under Armour Under Armour I'm sorry. well that's what I was gonna say is I know Under Armour is close I know Adidas is close because Adidas does enough with soccer and yeah. soccer is so much bigger in the rest of the world than it is here in the States. I think we're a little skewed on that. But, but. I think, well, I think you got players like Cristiano Ronaldo. I think he's a Nike. Oh, okay. Like, I think. Well, then. But yeah, they also allow those players. It would matter who those top five um, sponsorships are with. Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi. And you got, I mean, the number one highest paid athlete in the world, I think, is Roger Federer. Yes. I could be wrong. I have no idea. sponsored by Under Armour. Is he an Under Armour guy? I believe so. We're going to have to get a... We're going to have to... I've been looking it up. So, uh, ironically enough, the number one sponsor is something that's totally not healthy for you. Coca-Cola. Really? (laughs) Biggest sponsor of... What about, uh, about, like, sportwear? Number two is Nike. So, Nike is the number one, like, athletic wear company as okay. far as like sports sponsorships after that it's adidas <coughs> um, wow. before that is actually barclays barclays oh. yeah which is a bank i think yes yeah mm-hmm. and um and then it's pepsi red bull and samsung which i've never seen i you it's huge in that in uh, i know samsung is just because i remember how much advertising they had at the wimbledon yeah they're yeah. matches Dude, and Red I Bull. Think this Red- is sports overall, so this isn't necessarily like just straight up football or anything else. Um, this is just sports overall. So. R- Red Bull has taken a very unique approach to what they do. Um, I mean, like Formula One, which is in Europe, like here in America, it's not really that big of a sport. You'd put it up there with tennis. Um, it's nowhere, I would say it's not as popular as NASCAR. In my opinion, it's arguably a better sport. But that's my one. Yeah. Oops, I just hit the mic. That is arguably that thing just lives in your mouth. I know. I <laughs> my fingers <laughs> are the mic. Pick one. Uh, I think it's like night and day better than um, yeah. NASCAR. Personally Absolutely. speaking, but I also watch a lot of. I I love Formula One. Yeah. I on every blog I read, I watch, I do everything I can. Um, Red Bull has a very dominant team and they're talking about it and they're like, we're not a car manufacturer. We're an energy drinks manufacturer. Yeah. We just happen to have a passion for winning. Yep. Um, and I think, A, it's a terrible product, but they do put out some great racing teams. Yeah, they do. 
Um, so that was pretty pretty damn interesting, seeing how they're able to do that. But back to the uh, source of it. Um, when you're talking about Antonio Brown going from the Steelers to the Raiders ish, mm-hmm. and then over to the Patriots, and he's really like, is he really on the Patriots? Like when it, exactly. you know, he, it, it, that whole situation is very weird, and I can't wait for it to just be done. Ah, interestingly enough, I did talk to one of my buddies. Shout out Sean Edson. Sean Edson. Yeah, buddy of mine. Great, great friend of mine. Moved out to Naples a little while ago. Currently moving back to Orlando. Give him a good shout out. He is one of the most knowledgeable Patriots fans that I know. And he told me it is actually... He could attribute the whole Antonio Brown ducking the media the other day after Sunday's game. He could attribute that to Bill Belichick. Because that is a very Bill Belichick move. Because Bill Belichick believes in shielding his players from as much of the media as he can. Well, I think also you can't comment on an open investigation. So well, I think obvious, that's the big thing he just tried to avoid. Well, no, and that's the thing. Whether he can commit... There, that's a big way to say there's a thousand other questions that they could have asked him that have to do with the investigation but you without know. him commenting on the investigation. You know the media is like, oh, just tell us, dude, what, what, what are your thoughts, this, that, and the other. He's like, I can't comment. The media is... Did you see what they did to Bill Belichick when no, they were talking the to him about is, it? They will ask nine different questions that are almost the same question to see what they can get. Yeah, so like when Bill Belichick was, was up on the podium answering questions about it, they were like, uh, what are your thoughts on this? He's like, I'm not talking about the Antonio Brown situation. I'll answer any question about um, the game on, what was it, Monday night or Thursday or whatever the last game was. Sunday. Sunday. I guess it was Sunday. Yeah. Um, and they were, they were like, oh, well, this, that, and the other. And he was like, I'm not answering that question. Don't you think the fans deserve to know? I'm not answering that question. Yeah. And it was just, he couldn't, there was no... No conversation about, oh, what is your game plan? What about this player? What about that player? What are you planning for to, to tackle this, well, I just that, think and the other? This time, of the, this time last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the highest, had the most yards and touchdowns of any quarterback in the league. How do you plan to combat that? Like Normal questions that they would ask you if your wide receiver wasn't in the news for some horse shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I can completely understand. A, there's an open investigation. So legally speaking, he's not allowed to talk about it. B, that's the, the media would, if he were there, that's what he would have got the whole time. I. Yes call me and nuts. no. I think call me nuts because they, that is the hottest story right now. And that is why I hate watching the three. I won't name them by name, but the three top news sources for sports because they just create these stories like um, Antonio Brown is uh, currently active for Sunday's game and then breaking news Antonio Brown got on the plane to Miami breaking news Antonio Brown gets off of the plane to Miami like I don't understand why this is breaking news you said he got on the plane I'm assuming he's going to get off the plane yeah. You know? Like they said, he is going to be active for the game. I don't understand why you, why I need like a timeline of everything that happens between them. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that's why sports news and fans piss me off. Fair enough. You know what I mean? I can understand that. Uh, it, like the Colts thing and the, the Dolphins thing. The Dolphins thing, it's like players are wanting out of that organization. But it's the fucking Dolphins. 
Yeah. One of the historically greatest teams of all time. Yeah. They're up there with, as far as America's team with the Cowboys. But that's the biggest, that's the thing. When you look at the organization as a whole, rather than just this year, it's, it's really tough to say because, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. But I think it's really hard to say because as a player who's, whether you're at the beginning or at the end of your NFL career, it it's much harder, dude. It's almost like a job where a job wants you to sacrifice yourself for the good of, for the good of the company. Mm. When it's not like one of these players 30, 30, 40 years from now, unless they get inducted into the Hall of Fame for their efforts on the Dolphins, are going to be saying, damn, I'm better off in life because I helped the Dolphins organization. No, they want to win. Well, no, that's and understandable, I can't blame them for but that. you got to piece it together. The Browns player, we've talked about the Browns plenty of times. They were nabbed to win the Super Bowl at the yeah. beginning of the season. Yeah. You know, eventually you just put it together. Clearly, it's a rebuilding year. Yeah. Clearly, it's been a rebuilding year for a while. But, you know, what about not so long ago? Maybe a little long ago. You had Chad Pennington. You had Zach Thomas. You had... Uh, um, God, what the hell is that guy's name? So you mean very long ago? I would say about 10 years ago. <laughs> In football terms, though. A third of your life. Yeah. Right when, right when um, the Patriots started doing well. Yeah. They were still playoff contenders. They had Jared's favorite player, Cleo Lemon. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to get a plus one for that. Shout out to Jared. <laughs> Shout out to Cleo Lemon. I'm just saying, the Explain Dolphins. the story there. Oh, it's just a quarterback. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't even know if that was his favorite player or not. They had that one guy from Jacksonville, too. Quinn Gray. Was that his name? Not ringing any bells. They had a, it wasn't David Gerard. Remember David Gerard? He was supposed to sleep. <laughs> you remember that? You remember that guy? No. David Gerard. David Gerard. No. He was on Jacksonville. Geraldo. He was actually really good. He was You're just honestly the worst with names. You and Joseph Ajay. David Garrard is was a, a household name. He was a really good quarterback. Or he was a great game manager. He was not a bad quarterback. Just say that again, because it sounded like you said game manager. Game. Game manager. Manager. Okay. Um, and Enunciate. It, sorry. Um, and <laughs> he was the only hope for that. Well, him and Shout out to Ashley. Maurice Jones Drew. Ah, MJD. Well, like, yeah, the only hope for the Jaguars. Now MJD's rolling around like a roly-poly out there on the field trying to understand what they're saying in the box. MJD's not bad at his job, though. I hope but he doesn't still, hear this podcast because he's going to roll up to your house. Yeah, 45 seconds later, though, he's like, what was that, Tom? What was that? No, Tom. No, I, I think they play a good game. They play some really good football out there. They... Uh, uh, I, I disagree mean, no, no, back, with back that to you, Tom. Back wholeheartedly. To you. Really? 100%. He's way more in-depth than that. Really? Yeah. No, I guess, I guess I just didn't have as good of a thing to say, but I think he's just 45 seconds to a minute delayed on whatever they're talking about in the box. And it's so loud down there on the field that he's always like, but what? What'd you say? I mean, yeah, no, great idea, Tom. I Wait, what? I... No, um, I'm with you there. Have I'm you with, watched? Yep. yep. You, any sideline reporter does that. It's not, it's not exclusively his problem. So I'm saying stop making MJD look like a dumbass out there on the field. I didn't. 
Oh, no, you're talking about the, the, organization. Yeah, 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 the organization. Just, I'm just being like, I hate to see it for MJD because I like the guy a lot. He ran for a lot of good yards, and I enjoyed watching him play probably football. Probably the greatest. But Jaguar now I just see ever. him out there sweating to death in he his sh- nice suit, sitting on like a lifeguard chair <laughs> down by one of the end zones. That was one player who's done the lifeguard chair thing, and that was Booger McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Shout out to Brandon Bennett. <laughs> Jaguars fan. We had this conversation. He was like, we were talking about Garner Minshaw today or Minshew today. And he was like, man, I love that guy. Love to see it. But I still, I still pick Titans to cover the spread. And I'm like, that's a bet you want to lose. Hell yeah. Titans going to cover. Anyways. um, But no, another shout out real quick while you bring up a Bennett, another fellow Bennett, Martellus Bennett. Oh, yeah, because he was on... Um, Action Bronson watches Ancient Aliens. Why have we not got our own show on Vice yet? We will, sooner or later. Yeah, if you if Action Bronson can have a TV show where he gets high with his friends, eats yeah. food, and watches Ancient Aliens for four yeah. hours... On a green screen with anyone who... Will come anyone on Anyone under the sun, from Mario Batali to Martellus Bennett. Two MBs and all like they got those connections. Yeah, dude, he's got four he shows on Vice. Yeah, yeah. fuck that's delicious. Action Bronson's Untitled Cooking Show. Yep, um, that one that we were just talking about, and I think he's got another one somewhere or in the works at least. Oh, I think he's I think got so one where it's just about like the stories that he tells and shit like that, where they animate the stories. That could be it. I think he might be a producer on that one where different celebrities go on and tell their stories. Yeah. I might be wrong, but it's on their website. I know they do that on the website, yeah. which is pretty good. Yeah. That one's, I love it when they do that. Yeah. Did you, so another thing that's kind of out of this world, when, and this is bugging the shit out of me, does pumpkin spice go too far? Oh, every fucking time. Next topic. <laughs> My God. I'm just saying, pumpkin spice hot dogs? God. I'll just say, if you're making anything and the hot dog is in your recipe... Nah. Are you not a hot dog guy? It doesn't matter if I am or not, but you're not going to preach that anything is a fine dining recipe or anything is a good recipe if it's got hot dogs in it. Because if you can't replace hot dogs with something more higher quality in your recipe, don't talk to me. Now, change my mind. Is there a clear difference between hot dogs and a Chicago dog, like the Vienna beef dog? Yes, absolutely. I was very upset for a second there. Because <laughs> Chicago dogs are a way of life. Well, that's the thing. Exactly, dude. Ooh. Chicago dogs, they put time and effort into making them. It's not just like you go down here and you just get some fucking Oscar Mayer with some goddamn ketchup and mustard on it. Like, so don't dare try and turn that into a delicacy. Don't you insult yeah. my palate like <laughs> yeah, that. Hot dogs yeah. are definitely not created equal. No. But at the same 100%. time, have you ever had like a really good shit versus like a really bad shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that totally coincides with what we're talking about. Well, um, that's that's the difference. It's still a shit. <laughs> no, there's a just exactly. one's better. There's a stark difference, <laughs> like a solid Chicago dog, or like others. Not just Chicago, but the, the Chicago uses pure Vienna beef, which is really good. Where are you going with this? So uh, I saw before we did the podcast <laughs> and chose to make it a topic. The the. Um, well, that's What's that thing called? Dog? The uh, pumpkin spiced dog, which pissed me off. Hot dog. I but didn't see that. What does that consist of? So what they do is they hollow out a portion Ooh. of a, of a hot dog. Just threw up in my mouth a little. And then 
put inside of it like a, a a sweet potato with like pumpkin and cinnamon and all that other shit inside of it, mm-hmm. like mashed up into one, yeah. and put it inside the hot dog with like a whipped cream with cinnamon on top of that, and then dunked it inside a pumpkin spice latte. Hmm. I feel like to me that it's a little gimmicky. I feel like there's something. I mean, it's a hundred percent gimmicky, but there's something there. I'm sure you can make like take pumpkin spice and make a hot dog delicious. Well, it's that's the hot when dog. he was showing it, me the video it feels for like, it, it feels I, gimmicky. I thought that they were going to make the whole hot dog out of this fried sweet potato kind of. That's a sweet potato dough dog. thing. No, but that's the thing. Imagine if you fried up sweet potato dough. With pumpkin spice flavor, like a churro. Now, that would, that would be probably incredible. be fucking delicious. That would be exactly. great. Give me a caramel. Now, I just bring it up because that's where I thought your video was going. And then when they started to inject this delicious-looking sweet potato filling inside a fucking hot dog, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Now, this and has then brought me to... cream on a hot dog? An extremely no. uh, controversial conversation. Of what? Which I'm not sure our podcast is willing to... Just like a Caitlyn Jenner hot dogs versus buns kind of thing. It's it, it's very it's crazy. We're about to we're about to change the game, huge, huge. And I got to comment on that later. Um, you hear people from New York talk about how the bagels are better because of uh, boiling water. Oh, you well, hear no, people from be- Chicago say you can't have a Chicago hot dog because the buns because the buns have a specific. Water in the ingredient specific okay. to their town. Yeah. It's a big thing all over the country. Are you tying this into beer? I am, because there's a key ingredient to major beer companies that they have a key machine. See, and I think this is something that we're very familiar with now. It's called a centrifuge. A centrifuge. If you send them a sample of your water, I, they put that water in the centrifuge break it down to all of the chemicals that are inside of the water and can replicate it. Well, no, I, I just, I just want to just correct. I'm, I'm sorry to do it. Cause I love where this point it's is not going. As, what is it? Is well, no, 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 no. A reverse osmosis machine. Yeah, but it's called a, a cent- centrifuge. No, no, no. A centrifuge, a centrifuge is what's used. You are correct to break down the water. A centrifuge is that thing that spins at a high rate of speed. So it layers out the contents in the water. Right. But they a reverse osmosis machine is what you put all the details into. Right. And it forces those minerals and everything and nutrients into the water. I think they can it all into one machine? Well, no, because a centrifuge literally only separates things right. by spinning at high rate of speed. Well, either way, that that whole contraption. A reverse osmosis machine. Yes. And they're like, oh, hey, you say your, your dog from Chicago is only good because of the bun that's made from water in Chicago? So you're just going to be slapping Chicago water all over your hot dogs and just living it up, huh? I'm not going to slap it on just the hot dogs. I'm going to slap people with it. <laughs> And the same thing with your New York bagels. So could we do this with Michigan water? Would that be a... Depends on Michigan. Depends on what part of Michigan we're pulling it from. Anywhere out of inner city Detroit, I think we might be okay. some faces on water balloons full of Michigan (laughs) water. Oh, man. Why didn't I bridge that gap? (laughs) Why didn't I bridge that gap before you got there? I have no idea. Oh, man. Flint... Woof. I apologize to the whole Hashtag town. get Flint clean water. Yeah. We why? can't outlaw vaping Is without getting Flint. Is it still not clean? I believe that the majority of the people that were affected by that water crisis are still affected. 
Oh my god. This is like two years later. No, it's. I think it's more like four. Is it? Because I'm pretty sure that this happened before the most recent election. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. It's, Why is this not a thing? Why is this still a thing? Why do people still live in Flint? I don't know. Why Potato, do you still tomato. Live here? Yeah. I like, like my neighborhood, that's why. <laughs> Dr. Phillips does not treat me Can wrong. we talk about, for some reason that just reminded me of the neighborhood that we got an Airbnb in to go to Rockville, uh, and the first thing that we see when we're driving into the neighborhood is a hillbilly golf cart with like seven rednecks on a golf cart that sees just four drinking people. Beer, like sitting on a drink With the corner. words Narkill painted on the side. And they're just drinking. Yeah, yeah. That was genius. Oh, Shout man. out to Jacksonville. Shout out to Larry riding in through his car, oh. trying to stay calm, riding past that. Yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville wasn't terrible. You know, they're moving Rockville. Yes. The, the motor speedway in Daytona. Yeah. yeah. Even easier for us to get to. I know. It's an so hour. About you. Dude, I don't know about you. We can sleep at home. I know. I can sleep at your house. I won't, though, because your cats are devils. You can. If I ever clear out that spare room. If you ever clear out that spare room. Not happening. Never. Never. It's like I don't even pay rent for it. Well, like, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, your house is caked in cat hair. A little bit. A little, no, a little bit. A little bit is not No, real. I actually cleaned it. I actually oh. cleaned it recently. So in, like, two more days, it'll be caked in T to B. Yep. T to B. Top to bottom. Top to bottom. Is that what that stands for? Yeah. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who says we don't learn new things on the show right, too? Right. But no, um, oddly enough, something I you're love, very passionate about. Yes, you did get in a little bit. I wouldn't call it a debate, but you had an intelligent Just had a nice discussion, intelligent with conversation your with, a, with a future podcast guest. Give him a shout out, Sean Colo. Yeah, it's only because I can't pronounce the rest of his last name. No, it's pronounced Culo. Is it Culo? No, that's just the Spanish word for ass. <laughs> he's going to love that. Good news is, he's not listening to any of these episodes because he says he's only going to listen to the one that he's on. Hey. Um, we are going to do a podcast at World of Beer very, very soon. Yes. And he is going to be our guest on there. Yes. So, um, but what him and I got into. Hashtag QAnon. Aliens. And I want people to have the, the, the picture of that one dude from Ancient Aliens holding his hand up saying... Aliens. You know who that is? What's his name? Giorgio Sukalos. That guy. Yes. Too Greek for me. His hair continues to get bigger and more swept back, and he continues to be more bright orange and tan. Can you find out if he's actually Greek or if I'm an asshole? I'm just saying. Uh, sure. What's his name? Giorgio. Giorgio Sukalos. T S O U K L O S. If you just type in Sukalos, I'm sure he's the only one that's famous. Well, I think <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm ninety percent sure it's T S O U K A. L-O-U-S. That reminds me for some reason of the... Um, he, is, the he is extremely Greek. Oh, I'm so cool. <laughs> Not at all. George Satopoulos. Yes, that picture right there. It's a genius that picture. One. Yeah. Yeah, he's super yeah. Greek. Alien. Very Greek. Just the last name gave it away. Just like George Satopoulos from the movie Godzilla. Yeah. Matthew Broderick's character. Yeah. Hello, dear. We're about, we're about to talk about aliens. You want in on this? Why has the TV been on this whole time? <laughs> so, aliens. Speaking of how Dustin's an alien. Yeah, alien. Really have to be quiet. Speaking of invasions. <laughs> um, talk to me. So, Tom DeLong left Blink-182 to start up his company called To The Stars. He also started a band. Which I just mentioned he left to start... 
No, no, no. He started a band. He left Blink-182 to start a band called Angels and Airwaves, and then through that, everything else came along. He was actually yeah. still in Angels and Airwaves, like producing their first album, yeah. when he left Blink-182. Would you quit trying to steal my fucking thunder? <laughs> I'm sorry. As God you damn it. You took Centrifuge from me. Tom DeLonge left his musical interests to start this company called To The Stars, The Academy of Science. Yes. And there have been multiple people at different positions throughout the FBI and the CIA that have left their high-ranking positions to go work for his company, who believes in finding the truth about these different UFO videos and things of that nature. Mm. Loves looking into the idea of aliens, unexplained flying objects, unidentified flying objects, things of that nature. Right. And... He actually released a few videos that were obtained through covert government sources. Back channels and things of that nature. Yeah. In the year 2015, he got some videos that were taken by some people in the Navy. And he released those videos. And to the point where the Navy is saying, we kind of really wish he didn't release those videos because those videos are very telling and also point fingers at something that is very unidentified. And it is something there's still an extreme amount of speculation about. Now, have you watched his ten, his uh, time on the Joe Rogan podcast? His what? When he was on the Joe Rogan yes. podcast? Yeah. I want to believe him so hard, but that podcast made it very hard. Why? Because you were saying you have reservations about him. Well, I do. It's just like, why him? What do you mean? Why... It's the same thing that Joe Rogan asked him like 36 times. Why him? Why does he get access to all of this high-level government classified ranking material? And he's just a rock star. That's it. And, Dude, and albeit when so- he left, now he's just a crazy rock star. And his, his stardom his, or his fame dropped when all of this happened. Honestly, man, you and he's still touring. I, I'd say that you are being extremely closed-minded. I would if like you, to think that I, I, I wish I am being closed-minded about this. I believe you are in the sense of you need to look at it from one. How long has he been making music? Now, this is just one tangent that I want to bring up for forever. He has been exactly making music for forever. How many people do you think were in their fucking teens jamming out to his music, making it the soundtrack of their lives and then they grew up to go to these big organizations like the FBI and the CIA. No, so makes... one I'm just saying he has a huge following of people that could have evolved and matured to go into jobs much bigger than just somebody who listens to teen angst rock. Second of all, he has so much fucking money from being one of these rock stars from one of these bands that was hugely fucking popular through the 90s. That he can throw that money, he can throw hundreds of thousands of dollars to trying to uncover this information, when I can't personally point out one other person that has dedicated as much of their own time and resources to trying to uncover these things as he has. So, the thing about that is, there's a very low percentage of kids I that don't listen like to his when music. you bring up points this. No, I'm just sitting here trying to calculate my words correctly. Okay. So that I can bring you a fair argument without being condescending. Fair enough. I think there's a very low number of kids that grew up listening to Blink-182 
that went to high-ranking positions in the FBI and the CIA. Really? I would say probably less than 1%. So, I mean... Less than a fraction of 1%. So, let's... Now, of maybe all people who listen to Blink of all the all the huge Blink One Eight Two fans, and there's no, no, millions of them. There's maybe be. five that went to one a major government organization. Because I'm 32 years old, and I grew up in the height of that, and mm-hmm. it was 98 when they kicked off. Like they were already a band, but they really kicked off in 1998, yeah. 99. And then shot up till about 2013 when they were stopped being relevant. But I'm just saying, so you don't think there were people that were... Not that they're not relevant now. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. They're good now. Matt Skiba, I think, is a beautiful addition. He's from one of my favorite bands, Acolyte Yeah, no, I'm not, not trying to knock them now, but I'm more trying to focus on their whole Tom DeLonge era. Now, now he was singing songs about aliens. Now, one of the other things that he tell, talks about is that he was abducted. No, go ahead. I don't want to get this point out. Go for it. I'm sorry. You didn't let me finish my point before I was done. As you were. Get your point out. No, I was just going to say that I'm just saying just that, man. We could take it to another extreme just to play devil's advocate and make another argument against yours. Would you try to say that there's a infantile percentage of people that listen to death metal that have gotten into high-ranking government positions? I don't think it's crazy to think that at all. Um, so then why would you say that there's, if not more of a people that listen to death metal that have gone into CIA and FBI positions than that listen to, say, Blink-182? Because you're talking about a broad expanse of music as opposed to just one band. So I would, let's say the hardest of the hard death metal. Or, if you want to pick an artist, let's just say Marilyn Manson. I think that um, there's or not Ozzy Osbourne I would or say Metallica. Blink, if you think about Blink One Eighty Two, though, I would I would argue that they had straight up pop hits pop. that were popular. Doesn't matter who you are, um, it, they were popular. You might not love them as a band, but you love that one song. And I guess well, that's why I say that it's more name, music though. that defined your kind of growing up. Your the years that shaped you, the years that you remember riding to a high school party that was fucking badass. Maybe you didn't jam out to Blink One Eighty Two. I didn't go to high school parties. We talked about that. But everyone loved Damn It. Oh, but it was like all the small things. Yeah, that song was fucking huge. Everyone knew about that. Now I have a semantics thing for you. I'll let you get to that because I'm not going to let you ruin this because I guarantee you that there are. More than a handful of people that work for the FBI and the CIA now that would still be like, damn, that song, All the Small Things, kind of really takes me back to a really happy part of my life. Mm-hmm. And that's the only point I'm trying Let to make. Let me find the singer who sang that song and give him classified government information. No, dude, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to state that. I'm just no, trying to I know, state I that. I know, I know, I know. That's what I was trying to avoid earlier by talking slow. Fair enough. <laughs> but I guess my counter argument to that is he's... Shown an interest. He's more well-known. Right. Rather than fucking me, if somebody was just like, oh, Drew Nichols is trying to start an organization that fucking researches aliens. Well, he's on the Bartender's Ball podcast, so clearly he's got credentials. I guess Um, I'm just saying that if, like, if Tom DeLong was doing it, you'd be like, holy shit, like, I kind of know who that guy is. I've seen him be extremely dedicated to something that a lot of people took seriously, a.k.a. his music. Well, okay, so I, I can understand that, but I don't feel like other people are as enthusiastic about that 
as you might. I don't think that there's other people who aren't as enthusiastic about it as you are right now. But I feel like in the grand scheme of things, in Blink-182's spot in history, I'm not quite sure, because they're still somewhat culturally relevant right now. Yeah. That they're as relevant as we think they are. Like Metallica the other day from a gathering of music sales, ticket sales and merch were noted as the biggest metal band of all time. And they've been around since the eighties. I think they have more high ranking officials in the FBI than blink when you do had because it takes a very long time to be high ranking in the FBI. We're talking most kids in the FBI go through. It's very rare that a four year college kid becomes a high ranking, um, uh, person in the FBI. Uh, well, I'm not sure how they rank that, but it's very rare that it takes anybody who's uh, who, someone who starts at 22 years old and is now 32 years old and has pretty much everything they need to know to dismantle a democracy or build one up. You know what I mean? Okay. Or that the power of aliens and the knowledge. Yeah. At 32 years old. You could cap it at 35 even. I feel like it's not likely. It's not as likely for that to happen. I'm not saying it's impossible. Like I said, I want to believe no, the guy. I, I 100% agree with you, honestly. I think it's not extremely likely, but it is possible and it's fun to speculate about. But it, 100%. Now, it. with that being said, you have the proof that... He was right, at least on one facet of it, that the Navy, which is being pushed out by major new outlets, major news outlets, is pissed that this video got out and it was Tom DeLong's. Well, basically, yeah, him saying that, look, you're one way or another, because obviously we can't define it, how it happened. Right. But his organization obtained, couldn't think of the word, obtained some videos that were not publicly accessible, publicly accessible, not sound illiterate, but, and... They were upset that those videos were released because they're still so unexplained. Right. And I think that it's one of those things where it's, oh man, we haven't even talked about this on here. The Barbara Streisand effect. I believe I've talked to you about this before. You might the have. The Barbara Streisand familiar. effect, I don't know if you're familiar with it, Tyler, is where it, it became a thing. And it's almost similar to how there's a, I believe it's a Frankenstein defense in the court of law where you can quote things that happened in a movie and be like, no, this happened in a fiction movie. And it's just as unfathomable as that. But the Barbara Streisand effect goes to light of how they named a psychological effect after Barbara Streisand, because the more you try to hide something, the more attention you draw to it. Yeah. Because with Barbara Streisand, she has a, a basement in one of her homes that is set up like a department store. Okay. There are four different, like you'd walk through and it's like you're walking around a Macy's. There's racks with five to 10 of the same dress on them, probably all in her size. Mm-hmm. And she walks through a department store and there's a shoe section and a dress section and a shirt and a pants section and a lingerie. There's all kinds of sections, but this started to come out about her that she has cultivated this fucking outlet store in her basement. Yeah. And she was embarrassed by it. 
So she started going around to local news outlets and being like, hey, I know somebody knows that like my house in this little small town has a department store kind of basement. Please don't talk about it anywhere. Please don't talk about it anywhere. Mm-hmm. And she went around and kept telling people, please don't talk about this. In telling people not to talk about it, she spread the word of it. Yeah. Of and course. then it became known. Of and now psychologically that is referred to as the Streisand effect of okay. trying to cover something up to the more that you bring it out there. Yeah. Arguably one of the greatest actresses of all time. I want to throw that out there. Yeah. There you go. Shalom. I think that <laughs> that almost leads into to like what do you think the odds are and this is just me being I guess conspiracy conspiracy minded that this is just a uh not a hoax is in the word. Not a publicity, publicity stunt. stunt. Yeah. Or, yeah in that's the vein of a publicity stunt. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the whole Area 51 raid thing that's coming up very soon. Yeah, but he was we'll starting this a long time before that. I, I'm sorry. One more time, Dustin. What was your friend's name that I had the debate about to the stars with? Sean. Sean. I don't know why I want to call him Chris. Sean. But that's kind of what Sean was saying. It was interesting that Sean was saying all this Tom DeLonge stuff is to distract people. Mm-hmm. It's the distraction of the global warming, the Amazon burning down, the water crisis. Like you even mentioned the area 51 raid. Well, I don't Who think knows? it's, I don't think it's necessarily a distraction. I think it's publicity for blink 182 is on tour right now. Yeah, but he's not in blink 182. If, if he can keep people, if he's not in blink 182 right mean, now, Yo, he's no, in angels and airwaves. He was just here like less than a week ago touring really? with angels and airwaves. Oh, He's not wow. in Blink-182 anymore. Damn. Well, he there goes he my argument. Yeah, he wasn't on the last two albums. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's not lie. If anybody who is at least 18 years or older bringing up Tom DeLonge does not associate them with Blink-182. So I can absolutely understand yeah. what you're saying, that if somebody who is 50% known as Tom DeLonge and 50% known as the lead singer of Blink-182 goes about doing publicity things that it's not going to drive up Blink-182's recognition and knowledge. I definitely see what you're saying, but these videos were released in 2015. Oh, okay. Almost four years ago, and that's what the Navy is like. The Navy is almost what's fulfilling the Streisand effect. Mm-hmm. They're digging it up and being like, why did you release these videos? And everyone else is like, wait, what videos? Yeah, we didn't think What do you mean? That. What videos? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't give those videos any credit until you guys got mad that they got released. Right. Hmm. This is interesting. And it's almost kind of like Nike dropping their sponsorship with Antonio Brown. None of us know anything, but if Nike's cutting their sponsorship with Antonio Brown, what do they know? Like, what, what could that do? mean? I mean, yeah, they didn't cut do? their sponsorship with Tiger Woods. Yeah. So that's a, that's an interesting point you got there. I never thought about it like that. What I will say is um, when he was on Joe Rogan, he said big things are coming. Huge things are coming. Tom DeLong. Yes. Yes. Tom DeLong. And now, so. now I just for just for um, clarification, I'm going to look up when that interview when Real Tom quick. DeLong was on the JRE. Do you think Nike is cutting Antonio Brown because he farted in the face of a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> and how about the fact that? Yes. Antonio Brown yesterday yes. released a video of that doctor bragging about how Antonio Brown farted in his face. He bragged about it? He bragged about it. Really? Get the, you know who else farted in the face of a doctor? <clears throat> in college? Oh. Peyton Manning. 
I think what? that's all good fun. Uh, dude, oh. I fart. I don't go to the doctor, but if I did, I'd fart in his face. I mean, you yeah. fart in Ashley's face. I don't. You don't? No. She baked she Dutch ovens you from time to time. I fart on her pillow. Hashtag pink eye. <laughs> Hashtag party while you poop. <laughs> Just but, kidding. So, the, J, the Joe Rogan experience with Tom DeLonge, I'm not sure exactly when it was recorded, but it was released on YouTube October 26, 2017. So, that was last year. And the thing was, was, is he was talking about big Almost things. two years ago. Oh, 2017, we're in 2019. Yeah. Well, the thing about that was also, real quick, because I actually want to move away from the subject for a second. Um, he was talking about big things that were going to happen last year. Okay. And then piggybacking off that, big things that were going to happen this year. Okay. And every time they fell flat on their face. Yeah. But I think that goes to the credit of, I, I think that goes a little bit towards my argument of, I think we got to... No, yeah, as you were. But, no, I think that the argument of, yeah, it's not like, I, I guess just to play with the argument that you brought up about who who is this fucking guy trying to give away... Classified information. Or who's giving this guy fucking classified videos. But that's the thing. I don't think anyone is. I think Tom DeLong is just... Finding them. Bonkers of just being like, look... I will waste every dollar I have trying to bring this out, trying to bring this to light. Even if it, even if it means my career, exactly. my sanity. So I don't think it, I, I don't look at it from the way of being like, I didn't mean it when I brought it up earlier to say, no, Tom DeLonge is some famous musician. Why would people not give him classified videos? I definitely don't feel like that. However, I feel like he obtained enough notoriety to where... I know how much I can accomplish if I just start calling secretaries, leaving names and phone numbers. And like I told you, the whole kindly brontosaurus about how I can almost hack through any customer service out there. There's no, there's not a single customer service representative that stands a chance. Not at all, man. I'm robbing targets out here. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Not actually robbing targets. No, no, no. Just, just at, just at like a Jewish nose point. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Um, Um, I'm just saying it's no, like I get what you're saying. Though. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm not saying he's out there just being handed classified information because of who he is. I'm saying he is using his notoriety in full effect to be like, look, I'm Tom DeLong. I'm kind of a national celebrity. I wouldn't unless I'm schizophrenic, I wouldn't be out here doing this unless I'm kind of losing my mind. So I either was I'm in losing American my mind high for 30 seconds. Exactly. Exactly. I'm famous. Um before we end this, yeah, I think it's it's imperative that we uh, do a shout out. Probably our first of the most important shout outs. Uh, we have now uh, income on our anchor page. We do, and it's thanks to a very shout out to Josh. It's not Josh. Oh, don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not Josh. Uh, Josh just offered his uh, verbal. You said Josh? Donation. No, it's Cameron Good. You just said Josh just offered. No, Josh offered his verbal donations. Cameron Good is uh, one of our first donators. 
Shout out to Cameron. Yes, this can't he, be done without you. No, the, the Office Depot employee number You one. solely pay Tyler's salary. Yes. No, but uh, we <laughs> Dustin do, recanted that real quick. He's like, yeah. you can't have that $10 a month. There is no, there is no, there is no per diem for <laughs> sound engineering. We need that. Like but um, we want to, we want to thank uh, Cam for doing that. He actually listened to all of our backlogs and uh, he loves the term dick ass. So uh, that's pretty awesome, in my opinion. Uh, I got to give another shout out to Scott. Because um, every time we go there, we get the best hospitality. Oh, my God. And Scott Dunbar, we can't wait to come back to another episode. We're Can talking we about plan some, on it. Yeah, it's already planned, actually. It's already in the works. And we got it? some that, big things coming. I think that's Scott. That's I just heard Scott earlier. Uh, Who's Scott Dunbar? Scott Dunbar. Yeah, Scott Dunbar, and uh, we are already in talks to go back there because it was so much fun. And uh, we got to We got to bring. We got to get Chicken Parm back on here. Yes, we do. From what I've been yeah, he hearing, the guy was a hit. He was great. Yeah. So uh, this is probably the longest podcast we've ever done. No. No. What are we at right now? The fantasy football uh, episode. Well, yeah, fantasy football. Definitely. We're at like one. 27. So talk to me about aliens again. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Um, so you know there's this weird one, this orange one who's president. Oh, uh, hey. And then that's the podcast. So thanks for listening. This I week. knew we had to pull the plug, so I just had to just throw the napalm at the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. And the next one we're going to do. Yes. It's going to be, I think we might have time to do one before. We go on the bachelor party. And who knows? We might even be able to get some content on the way up there. Well, the good news is, is Tyler here has been working very hard to get our name out there. And we have a YouTube page set in stone. Um, So on that YouTube page. Oh, and I'm very happy. I remembered this as I'm talking about this. uh, Drew here on the last podcast lost a motherfucking bet yeah so we get to wax one of his legs fuck you jacoby Brissett. <laughs> you shouldn't say that you should say fuck you ryan fitzpatrick uh your namesake the guy who you look just like um i don't see a lot of hair on those legs though no but it doesn't matter it whether there was right. hair on them or not i'd wax pull, every inch skin off i will shit. wax every inch of that leg i'll go right up to mid thigh i'm pulling it i'm pulling everything out I will pee on your leg or pee on your hand. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. I don't care. It's just pee. <laughs> See, now aren't you more mad that we didn't say mustache? Oh, I I turned it down, actually. I know. That's why I'm saying, aren't you more upset that you wish you would have taken the mustache bet instead of the that would be leg wax? Yeah, but you, your mustache is better than mine, and I, and I don't want it to go away. So I would have had to shave it. That's the point. Honestly, looking at your face and just imagining just this, just being bare, rather <laughs> than like tied into the whole thing, <laughs> I feel like you could have gone door to door like a Mormon. I was... I, I know the Mormon church very well. Yeah. It could have worked. Speaking of that. And on that note, we're done. <laughs> oh, no, but uh, uh, I think we might have time to do an episode next week. And then one when we get back for the uh, bachelor episode, which my bachelor party for my wedding that happened in less than three or just over three months. Uh, my bachelor party's happening next week. We're going to Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah. Super excited. We're leaving at 4 a.m. Honestly, that'll dot. still be while I'm still awake, so. 
Yeah. I have to see who's in the car who can take over driving at about noon. I got you. Yeah? Yeah, we got to stop around that time. So it's I was going to say, because I, I can do a good six, seven hours, especially because those are going to be really good times for traffic. Oh, my God. And one that's thing why that we're kind of like spurs me on to keep driving is, is no how traffic. much time I'm going to cut off the trip. Oh, that's yeah. why I always get caught speeding on these long trips, because all of a sudden it's like it's a nine hour drive. And I'm like, no, no, no. If I go 95 instead of 80, I'll get there sooner. Dude, I can read but a book between you don't really here notice and Georgia. the difference. Yeah. So then I just get pulled over. Genius. I can read a book between here and Georgia. Dude, it's ways. I love it. We're going to get there. Just fucking, uh, what's that thing called? Uh, cruise control. There we go. It's easy. Yeah. That's where I can change seats with somebody and you just take over, right? That's where, like, if I'm yeah, in an RV, I can go make a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a Tesla. It just drives itself. Yeah. Uh, cruise control, you're good to go. No, um, I'm pretty pumped. A, because it's my bachelor party and I probably don't have to spend any money, which is great. And B, because uh, it's going to be a good one. And I get to whack someone's leg and, and film it and put it on YouTube as our first video ever for the podcast. And I think that we might. We will also put a video of it on our Instagram. Yes. Our Instagram is up and running, Bartender's Ball. Yeah. Uh, obviously, our Facebook page is there. And the thing is, is we are getting great, great reception number-wise, but we need some comments. We need a little activity. Tell us what you think. Give us a drink. Give us a beer. Give us a recipe. Give us anything. Um, yeah, that that would be dope. And I'll say, uh, like on this end, if we get any voice messages, I will insist that we talk about whatever the voice message is. Yeah, so if you have an opinion like on one, aliens, yep. football, whatever it is, we'll play it any on the podcast and then chat about yeah, it. Yeah, you'll have to hear it, and um, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, I'll just say whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. It I'm is. excited. We can't to stress hear that whatever enough. Whatever it is. Yep. Just might so you be. Heather's gonna have a several opinions on this one. <laughs> well, she already Ooh. said we should talk about sours, and we never did. Yep. You know what? I think next week we're already not men of our word. That's because Dustin hates sours. I do, but next week I will drink a sour for Heather Kennan, even though I hate them. <laughs> I will fucking... Just like you said with uh, Chicken Parm. He doesn't like porters, but we gotta make one. Yes. And Chicken Parm will be back on the podcast soon as well. Thanks for listening. Yeah. That's the podcast. Episode 12. It could be the longest. We dilly dally. Ran a little bit long, but we hope that we hooked you guys in with our dialogue as much as we got enjoyed doing it. Rebecca Riddle, we finally laid one down for you. Yeah. Rebecca Bronson, soon to be on the podcast. Rebecca Bronson. Oh, yeah. Rebecca Bronson. Yeah. Rebecca Bronson will be on the podcast with all Brunson, of her opinions. With, with, yeah. with all of her opinions. She will throat punch you if you mispronounce her name. If you ever threaten me with a good time. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm Dustin. <laughs> I'm Drew. There we go. I was hoping you'd get it. Yes. <laughs>